Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're Welcome into the fourth edition of the We Hate Dwayne Wade show here on WEEI.com. We are your hosts, Young Ben from the Dale and Holly Show, Sam Packard, the newest Celtics writer here on WEEI.com. Sam put out a piece the other day talking about the five best and the five worst teams, and let's just jump straight into that. Um, your number one best team in the NBA is still the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, they won the championship last year. They had the best record in the West. They didn't make a lot of changes to their team. There's no reason they should be any different. They're, until they fall off, they're still number one in my book, especially having played zero games. There's no reason to rank them any lower. All right, so you're going off the premise that they're the defending champs, and until they get knocked off, they're the team to beat. That's one of the premise. They're also the Spurs. They've been good for 14 years. There's no real expectation for them to drop off now. Their coach Pop has a system, and it works. Why would it? Why would it fail now? And just when you count them out, they go to back-to-back NBA Finals, lose one, and then win one. All right, so your number two team is the newly formed Cleveland Cavaliers, and I got to assume that the biggest reason for that is LeBron. LeBron James, ever heard of him? Best player in the world, best basketball player ever. I'm not sure if I'm going that far, but he is damn good. He's fun to watch. He instantly makes them a title contender. Oh, and they got Kevin Love. Yeah, they're number two team. Let me quickly ask you, because you wrote in there that you now have begrudging respect for LeBron. Why is it begrudging, and why isn't it not just flat-out respect? Because I'm still a homer at heart, and I still remember the series where, like, Pierce battled him, and then when Rondo battled him, and he's not, he's he's disingenuous, like the whole coming back to Cleveland thing I didn't really buy. I like his game. I respect his game. I begrudgingly uh, respect the man. All right, your third team, which I find this actually interesting, and I'll, I'll bring up why in a second, is the Chicago Bulls. Why, why is the Bulls the third team when you think, and you've said here before, that they might be the best team in the East? Because I think in the regular season, they'll be the best team. But in the playoffs, LeBron kicks it into another level and will outwin that series. But over the long haul of the season, I think the Bulls can be will have a better record. I think with Derrick Rose coming back, he looked very good in his last preseason game. I think he scored 30 points against the Cavs. They're a very good team. They added Gasol, the guy's name who I can't pronounce, Mitrovic, and Dougie McBuckets, who are all think solid players on that team. I still think they'll be very good. So, just so we're clear, Cleveland-San Antonio Finals for you? Right now, yes. Okay. Now, your fourth team, fourth best team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Clippers. This is where it gets dicey, and I had to question myself. If Kevin Durant was not hurt, it would be the, the thunder would slide in right here. But right now, I'm doing these rankings just as the teams that exist currently right now. So... With Durant out, the Thunder fell out of my top five, and that's where I had the Clippers come in. Now, do you think do you think this is finally the Clippers time? We've talked about it for th- three years, I guess, now, 
ever since Chris Paul came there that they might be the best team in the West or, you know, here and there between the Spurs and, and the Thunder. Uh, is this the year they finally put the distractions behind them and break through? I don't know if it's the year. I think it's, they ha- it's the best chance they have out of any of the years. I think Blake Griffin continues to get better. He was the third best player in the NBA. It's another year of De- in the system of Doc Rivers. They actually added some bench depth, which they desperately needed. Uh, some bigs off the bench, Spencer Hawes, who can shoot and makes it so you don't have to play Blake and DeAndre during crunch time, which is kind of what crippled them last year. Is they some Doc Rivers said DeAndre Jordan should be the defensive player of the year, which is patently absurd because there's so many things he can't do, and you cannot play him in crunch time, especially with his foul shooting. So adding kind of another big, they also have Big Baby Davis. Adding those pieces off the bench will make the make their title runs better. How long is the Clippers window open for? Do you envision moving forward here? I would say it's one to two, maybe three years, but I think Chris Paul is an aging point guard and eventually just his athleticism is going to break down. And there's young younger point guards who are great defensively coming into the league every single year, and eventually he's just not gonna have the athleticism to do it. All right, your fifth best team. You cheated. I cheated completely. Your fifth best team is actually three teams, the Mavericks, the Warriors, and the Trailblazers. What the hell are you thinking? Why couldn't you narrow it down to one team, Sam? Because there's no difference between those three teams. You tell me the difference. They're great. They have teams with great superstars and at the top of their rosters, and then a lot of question marks. The Mavericks have Dirk. They got Chandler Parsons. And then they lost a lot of pieces. They lost Sean Marion. They lost Vince Carter. They lost D'Alembert. They brought in Tyson Chandler, I guess, and Raymond Felton. But they have those stars at the top, but not much else. You can say the same thing about the Trailblazers. They have Aldridge. They have Lillard. Then they have questions on the bench. They have, is Thomas Robinson going to become anything? Is C.J. McCollum? Do you really trust in Nicholas Batum, Robin Lopez? Like, there's not great. And then the Warriors, they have the Splash Brothers. I love watching the Warriors play, but it's just not – they still have this issue of whether or not Harrison Barnes is going to decide I'm a real NBA player or going to sulk about being coming off the bench, and Andre Iguodala is taking a step back. There's, They all have – they're all talented, but they all have complicated rosters, and no one can really separate themselves from the other teams. Okay. Uh, but you have all of them making the playoffs and – Oh, yeah. They're right there. Basically, they're competing for the – four spot in my eyes again this is all complicated with i didn't know how to exactly deal with the thunder with the durant's injury but you left them off your top five altogether yes because i think if durant was there they'd be fourth but right now as their team they're like one step below these teams right here all right um your fifth worst team is the team that i think as we've talked about before will be very entertaining and there'll be a lot of eyes glued to this team but they're still Crap. They're terrible, but they're going to be awesome because I'm in love with the Greek Freak. Just to clear up, we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yes. I forgot to say Milwaukee Bucks. I'm excited about the Greek Freak. He's going to play some point guard. If you look on the article, there's a vine of him going the full floor and three dribbles. He is 6'11 and can play point guard, and he's still growing. He grew an inch last year. That's crazy. That's what Garnett was doing when he entered the league. And now he's going to play point guard and pass the ball and ball handle? That's a talent that we've never seen before. Add Jabari Parker into this, the most NBA-ready player from the draft. Add Larry Sanders, who's down to get in a bar fight at any moment. And smoke some weed. And smoke some weed and play some fantastic defense. 
that's an entertaining team. That's not a good team, but that's an entertaining team. I am well. Let me let me ask you this. Pronounce the Greek freak's name. Giannis Akakentemto. Close enough. Let's go. With you that. do it. Okay. Turn the tables. It's Giannis. 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 The only reason I know that it's Giannis is because I used to work at a Greek pizza place with a bunch of Greeks that always said, "No, it's you don't pronounce the G. It's pronounced as a Y." So it's Giannis. A, a hero. <laughs> it's a gyro. Yeah. One time I was in a Greek uh, pizza place and got yelled at for calling it a gyro. Yeah. It's a gyro. It's a hero. Uh, Giannis Antutemko. Antutemko. Something like that. That's what I'm going with. Um, no one's corrected me because you know what? No one can pronounce it, so they can't correct me. Greek freak's good enough for me. Uh, your fourth worst team, and I find this a little to be a little bit of a surprise, but I, sh- I guess I really shouldn't be too surprised. They do have <clears throat> ESPN's 40th best player in the NBA, Kobe Bryant. Now, you've got Kobe, who's coming back from an injury. You've got Nash coming back from an injury. Granted, Nash is 39 now. Yeah, they had made a whole DV, like a short 30 for 30 about how old Steve Nash is and his body breaking down. He's not going to do anything for the team this year. But they brought in insurance. Jeremy Lin, Carlos Boozer. Boozer is the most frustrating big man I've seen this side of Antoine Wall. All he does is yell a lot when stuff happens. And play terrible basketball. I, I watch him and I go, I'm pretty sure you don't know what the hell you're doing. There was a clip of him in the preseason the other day. He was down. The team was down 22, and he got an and one and just started yelling and screaming. It's like, come on, buddy. Case in point right no, there. Exactly. That's a perfect Carlos Boozer situation. You're getting your ass whooped, and you're still jacked up because you individually did something good. This four spot is something I had a little bit of problem with. I For a time, I considered putting the magic in there, but I thought the Magic had too many young pieces, and I thought they actually might put together a run this year. I think this might be the first article in the history of sports articles that used the word Schoedenfrada twice in one paragraph. Uh, you should read my other NFL picks articles, though, because the Cowboys are already my Schadenfreude team. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of that word. Your third worst team in the NBA is our... Boston Celtics. Are you guys ready for some terrible basketball? Because I know I am. I'm ready, and I'm actually really excited I'm for really it. I'm really excited. <laughs> they're going to play great perimeter defense, and they're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're not going to make a lot of threes, but by God, they're going to shoot them. I yeah. think they're going to lead the league, or at least be top five in attempts, and be bottom five in percentage. Yeah, they will not be. They will not shoot more threes than Golden State. Then not probably not more than Golden State, but Brad Stevens has come out and says like, yeah, Jared Sullinger, develop your three. Brandon Bass, shoot the three. Everyone shoots a three. They're gonna keep shooting. They're all about the he's lead analytics man. Three for you, three for you, three for you. Fuck you, three, three for you. Um, all right, your second worst team is just probably the most boring, uninteresting team, maybe in the history of the NBA. Two years where they were interesting, three years where they were interesting, and that was it. So incredibly boring, and I'm not going back all the way to the 70s when Pistol Pete played there, but you got the Utah Jazz, and he didn't even play in Utah. He played in New Orleans. Yeah, then they stole the Jazz name, which I still have problems with, but this the team this year, who did they add? They brought back Gordon Hayward. When Gordon Hayward's the best player on your team, that's problematic. It's You're not going to win many games. Trey Burke didn't do much his uh, rookie year. Uh, Derek Favors... He's this high potential guy, this big potential guy, but he hasn't really developed into anything that they can do. Um, 
Dante Exum's 18 years old and has never played any competition at all like that. The what he's going to face in the NBA. I just don't see them winning any games. I just want to correct myself on one thing I did just say about Pete Maravich. He did play half a season in Utah after they moved and then came to Boston. Ooh, so he, he couldn't even deal with Utah. So yeah, he, not even half a season. He played 17 games in Utah. Then he was traded to the Celtics. He said, screw this. I want to drink alcohol. I want to have one wife. I'm moving to Boston. <laughs> exactly. All right, so your worst team in the NBA. It shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone. Even the city of brotherly love completely agrees with you. I've seen all you know 700 tweets that say, yeah, we agree, Sam. <laughs> the 76ers are the worst team. 76ers are the worst team in the NBA. They weren't talking about me, Sam. They were talking about their GM, Sam Hinkie, who's <laughs> yeah. proud of the fact that they're the worst team in the NBA. That's what he's trying to do. And I hate... I, at this point, I love. I was about to say I hate making the reference to NBA 2K. At this point, I love it. If I was controlling that team, that's exactly what I would do. You trade away all your parts and you try and tank. There's no reason to be good. I think the Celtics should try and trade away their players and try to be worse. There's no. They're doing exactly what they want to do. Well, they're doing what Danny did, you know, seven, eight years ago. Which and is, he tried to do last year. He just yeah. didn't the draft. The ping pong balls didn't work out into his favor. All right, so your five worst teams were the Bucks, Lake. the Lakers, the Celtics, the Jazz, and the 76ers. Of those five teams, which one will be the first team to make the playoffs? Ever? Or like in the upcoming seasons? That is a tough question. Because I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. The 76ers might be the first team to make the playoffs. Oh yeah! If they add one more piece, they in two years if they both have Noel and Embiid, that's a great front line. If they develop as we think they will, they add a like a an elite wing player. That's a playoff team, especially in the East. I'm leaning Bucks just because I have Greek Freak, just totally in love. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. It's definitely not the Celtics. That's the thing. So we just broke down the article, which doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. It is up on weei.com. It's on the Green Street blog. Uh, Sam Packard obviously wrote that. There's some that. cool videos in there. I mean, there are some cool videos. I ask uh, important questions like why was Bon Jovi ever cool? Um, we'll never know that because we were born too late. What year were you born? 1990. Yeah, see, I was born in 85. He was popular then, but by the time I was listening to music, I was like, who is this freaking loser? I hate Bon Jovi. It makes no sense. I loathe Bon Jovi. I used to date a girl at Boston College, and I'd go to a couple of the BC football games, and the whole crowd would start singing Living on a Prayer, and I'd just look around and go, what are you doing? You're all a bunch of losers. The Patriots' touchdown song is a Bon Jovi song. It's like, this is our house. And it's infuriating. It's it makes, awful. It ruins my game experience every time I go there. I'll listen to Poison before I listen to freaking... Did you throw a Poison song in there, too? Yeah, that was... That you was... put Every Rose, in, every rose yeah. Has a Thorn in your article. Exactly. And that's how I brought, came up with this whole subject. Why was, like, glam metal a thing? Why was people like that? I don't know. It's really bad, though. Why? Like, and they're wearing a bunch of makeup. They're tight spandex pants, flowy blouses. It makes no sense. Like when Prince did it, it was cool. Prince could get away with it because yeah. Prince was androgynous and strange. These guys were not trying to be androgynous. They were trying to be cool, and it makes no sense. But they got laid a lot. So I can't. I can't hate on them for that. So, like I said, go check that out on the Green Street blog on weei.com.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.